Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Eshen Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. And what we're focusing on now is relationships, value-centered relationships. And this emphasis is based upon not only Zen practice, which certainly it is, and also all of the timeless, eternal teachings from all the scriptures, all of them, to show us that value. What is value? What will make our relationships valuable, beautiful, lasting, fulfilling? That is a koan. (laughs) That certainly is a Zen koan, and it's a koan we all live with, whether we call it that or not. How can I make this right? How, what's going wrong? Why aren't things harmonious? Why don't they go from better to better to better, from strength to strength? Why Why not? And of course, since our our happiness for many of us seems anyway to be focused around our relationships, it's a very, very important koan. And indeed, relationships are the pivot of our lives, now, not only our relationships with one another, as I've said before, but our relationship with the truth, our relationship with ourselves, with the moment, with our life itself, with each day. Right? How, how are we attending to it? How, what do we want to get from it? What do we want to give to it? <laughs> Unfortunately, the scales are so often balanced, and what do we want to get, 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 get? What are my goals? What do I want to achieve? What do I want to receive? This is the normal mindset we all have. What are they doing for me? What is it doing for me? Rather than to just, it's so simple really, flip it around. Just flip it around. What do I want to give to them? What offering do I want to make to this day? This precious, precious, precious day. What is this day really? What really is it? And who is this one who wants to get, 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 get all the time? Or always who feels so bereft, lonely, empty, not only in our relationships, but sadly, very often in our life itself. That's very sad. You know, there's a very beautiful little little Tibetan saying which comes to me at the moment from Tibetan Buddhism, which I was always so touched by. And it is, this teacher was speaking to, I guess he lived in Digri, the people of Digri. It must have been a little town somewhere in Tibet, community, a little area in Tibet. And he was teaching them, speaking to them. And he only said one thing, or he may have said more, but this one thing really struck me. He said, don't go home empty-handed, people of degree. Don't go home empty-handed. What an amazing statement that is. What he was saying is we've come to this life, to this world, which is a treasure trove of so much, so much. And when he was saying don't go home, he was saying when it's time to leave, Don't leave bereft, empty-handed with nothing. Maybe you came with a treasure and it's gone. You lost the treasure. 
or you scattered it or it dispersed. Fascinating, isn't it? An incredible way to think of our lives. Many would say we are treasure seekers, looking, looking, looking for treasure. And then, of course, there's also the other way of looking at it. What a Zen teaching says is open your own treasure house, meaning we've come with many, many treasures, a lot of wisdom, a lot of love, a lot of happiness, a lot to give, a lot to share. Treasures. But don't go home empty-handed. Don't have lost your treasures. You know, many times if we're in a relationship that isn't quite working out, so to speak, or that's painful or confusing or draining or demeaning or whatever, we feel like, oh my God, I have much less after this relationship than I had before when I went into it. That's an interesting, interesting, interesting thought. I lost a lot here, or I scattered it, or I didn't take care of my treasure in this situation. This is the way we often do feel. Even sometimes just on a phone call with someone, we'll come away depleted, and other times with someone else, we'll come away enthused, excited, happy, fulfilled, feeling good. Ah, that was a good visit, it was a good call, it was a good moment. So this is, we we kind of don't pay attention to this. Actually, what I was going to title this particular episode is Don't Take Anything for Granted. We take everything for granted. We take our treasures for granted. And we take what we're doing here and what the world has to give us and what each person has to give us for granted as well. I think that's a very fascinating, really important concept, because it's so prevalent in everybody's life that we don't even notice it. We just, we take it for granted. Okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow in the morning. You know, I'll do this, I'll do that. Some people say, what am I going to do to kill the day? How am I going to get the time to pass? Oh my goodness, kill the day. We're taking it for granted that this won't be our very last day. We just expect and demand, and we're very entitled. We're entitled to this wonderful life, to this wonderful relationship, to whatever we have. We don't notice it. We don't give thanks for it. We don't attend to it. It's as if we just have to get through, get get through this. I have to get through this period of time. No, 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 no. That is one of the reasons we suffer so much, and we do suffer greatly. It's because we feel we just got to get through. We got to get this time to pass. We got to kill time. We've got to just survive through this situation. No, no, you have to not just survive. You have to learn what can you give to it. You have to see how can you support the situation, including the person who's in your world right now. Don't take them for granted. Don't take anything for granted. It's a gift is what's really beneath all of this. This world is a gift. That's what the teacher was saying to the people in Digri. Don't go home empty-handed. Go home with many jewels. That's the undercurrent. He didn't say that. Go home with much love in your heart. Go home having grown. Go home knowing, with much more knowingness, with more treasures. What a pity 
not to take it, well, I don't want to take advantage of the time, but really utilize each day, each person, each situation to, to give love, to grow, to discover something brand new about that person and about yourself, to learn how to be quiet. Mm, that's something I could learn. I talk so much, blah, 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 right? Years of these podcasts, blah, blah, blah. And the best speech comes from the deepest silence within us, connecting to the deepest silence in another. And in that silence, our true beings meet, we touch, we smile, we share we share what we have with one another. You know, I really, really learned that in my many blessed, blessed years with my teacher, with my Zen teacher. We sat in the silence most of the, well, I mean, there was a, I listened to his talks, we had meetings and so forth, interviews, Dakusan, whatever. However, the real work, the real connection, the real teaching really happened in the silence. It wasn't just sitting there waiting for the time to go by, for the bell to ring. Got to get through this, got to get through that. Everything by obligation, by exhaustion. It wasn't really like that. When we both, well, he was already really settled in silence, but when I became also sitting beside him, settled in that silence, not fighting it, not wanting to have the bell to ring, not fighting whatever discomfort arose, just being deeply in the silence. Then the doors opened. Some kind of door opened between us. I felt it. And communication streamed back and forth, not just one way. Communication means back and forth. But we don't really understand fully what communication is. It's not that I'm going to impose my ideas on you and you will agree. Or I'll be in charge and you will obey. No, 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 no. Or I will tell you what I need and you will give it to me. That's what we think of as communication. Or I will sell my product to you (laughs) even before it's prepared. That's not communication. That's sales. It's mostly manipulation. There's a big difference between communication and manipulation. Or about trying to get something from the other or get our needs met in that moment. That's that's not communication. But when we stop taking the interaction for granted or the person for granted or what we're even doing there for granted and and in in our habitual ways which we do, oh, well, you know, I'm just going through this again. No, when we stop that routine, habitual, taking for granted way and we enter The silence together, together. Wow. Wow. That silence is loud, it's strong, it's sweet, it's talking, it's speaking, it's listening, it's connecting, is the word. It's unifying, it's guiding, it's alive, it's fully alive. So much of our words comes to hide the silence or to distract from the silence 
or to present some kind of affront, a false image to hide behind. We can, of course, communicate with words, but before the words come the silence. Don't take it for granted. (laughs) Don't take anything for granted. Don't take the silence for granted. It's here. It's alive. It's giving all the time. Every moment when you are willing to just be still and be not only in the silence, but to be the silence itself. Wow. You can really hear the other person's, what they're saying, what they're wanting, who they are. You can feel it, you can know it, and you can respond so lovingly. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. You can respond with so much appreciation That's the word for today, for who they really are. We're cutting now beneath all the words, the games, the masks, the roles, all of that. Our social way of being, you know, there's a quote by Paul Tillich, who was quite an existential theologian from years ago. And he said, in social moments, we see how estranged we are. I always loved that quote. I read it many, many years ago. Yeah, estranged strangers to ourselves and to the other. But in the silence, no more stranger, no more falseness. Now, it was very, it's a big, big, big blessing if you have a teacher or someone or a Dharma brother or sister, anyone to enter the silence with. That is incredible gift, blessed gift. We do it in zendos, we do it in synagogues and churches and mosques. It can happen in many, and we can do it walking at the beach. (laughs) We could do it planting flowers. The entryway to the silence, that's a whole other subject. It's not just one way, but needless to say, it's such a gift and a blessing to Do that with another. It just enriches and deepens our own silence, of course. And however, if if the other person we're in a relation, now we're going to go back to our value-centered relationships. If the other person we're we're relating to at the moment is not in that mode, it's okay. It's fine. We don't have to impose that need or that wish on them. Even when we're with them, we can, and we're, we're listening, and we're responding we can still and enter the silence within deeply deeply meaning we don't have to answer back in our mind we don't have to distort things in our mind we don't have to even listen to our mind we are in this let the silence listen to them oh my god that is so profoundly beautiful you'll hear everything you need to hear if you become still and silent You'll be much more alive and more present. I don't mean silence is becoming numb or dumb or removed or withdrawn. No, not that kind of silence. I mean a silence that is wildly alive, happy, alert, but silent, allowing, giving room and space to them and to your own beingness. That is like going to the ocean. Oh, my goodness. You hear the waves You smell the wonderful ocean air, but there's such a silence, a vastness in the ocean. I love the ocean, as you can hear. 
I love the ocean. And I love the silence because I know the gifts that it can bring to the people of Digray, to all of us, and that it can recapture, it can reclaim our treasures for ourselves. It, it contains our treasures. If we think we've lost them, if we think they're gone or we don't know where they are or they've been dispersed, just go back to, into the real silence and they'll all be returned to you because that's where they are and it's inside of you. That's the entrance way. My goodness, the entrance way to value-centered relationships is through the silence, through the truth, through the vastness, and through this incredible willingness. It's a willingness to be with oneself and with another in a way that's not dominated by ego, by me, 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 by battle, by demand. It's a different way. It's like turning the corner. There are many steps toward it, but this one is the most fundamental, the most profound, and the one that, I, that's, that I'm just sharing at this moment with you now. We'll talk a lot more about it as the time goes on. Thank you very much for listening. Have a very, very... Oh, Memorial Day weekend is coming up. Holiday weekend, so have a lovely weekend. Be with it. And share with whomever comes to you a taste of that silence, of that willingness, of that openness. Just try it and have a beautiful time. So the um, URL for this podcast is still zenwisdomtoday.com. And my, my email, in case you need to reach me, is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.